0: I know you missed us. The Blazer Focus Podcast is back Aaron Fentris along with Craig Burnback. Unfortunately, we got nothing new to report on the Damian Lillard situation. It's still chaos. It's still a mess. Training camp is only like 11 days away. I'm going to be there in Santa Barbara. Am I going to be covering Dame drama or am I becoming the, the start of the Scoot uh, Shaden era? I don't know yet, but we're going to talk about that and more here on the Blazer Focus Podcast with my main man, Craig Burnback. Craig, what's up? How's your summer been?
1: Hey, man. I guess your summer's
0: over. Your summer's Uh, over. You're back in school mode,
1: right? Oh, yes. I'm working. I'm happy to be having that. Uh, My kid's in kindergarten, so my life is uh, full of new stresses (laughs) and and wonderings. But uh, I missed you, so I'm glad. Um, I am not super shocked at this point that the Lillard thing hasn't uh, moved forward in any way. Um well I'm, I'm not shocked that the trade hasn't happened. I am shocked that there's been almost no movement. <laughs> um and I will answer your first question. You are definitely going to be covering the Scoot Shade and Sharp, mm-hmm. you know, era of Blazers basketball. It's just whether or not there's a big <laughs> shadow behind it. Cuz I can promise you there isn't going to be a day I don't know if I can promise, but I feel strongly there's just no There's no room for a Damian Lillard, Shaden, Sharp, Scoot, Henderson movement. There might be uh, the start of the season, you
0: know. Okay, let's start with what's. Okay, so what's out there now is just a lot of reporting, air quotes, about, you know, there's more talks going on. The Blazers have picked up the pace, and they're talking to teams. However, I'm hearing they haven't really talked to Miami yet, and Miami's kind of sitting there waiting they are talking to other teams in terms of trying to find another team who might give them an offer for Lillard Two other teams who might get involved had nothing to do with Miami in a trade. And maybe Lillard goes to one of those teams that's out there. Um, I'm told that there's not great traction in these areas, that they're really not being wowed by anything that's substantial. Otherwise I think we would have heard about it by now, especially from the national guys who have sources all over the league, not just with one team. Um, And it's looking like it could be headed to, dame being in camp um i've just i'm fascinated by that i think it's amazing that we're at this point it's kind of trippy to me that they just took two months off and did nothing and now they're trying to scramble to get something done now i don't know if that strengthened their position i've kind of heard that it hasn't that it's kind of this whole thing is being viewed as kind of a clown show in a lot of different ways we'll see how it ends up but as we get ready for camp i guess you know I guess the first question is, what level of ridiculousness have we reached? Or do you think everything's copacetic and and moving along at at, at the right pace?
1: (laughs) Um, I don't think it's copacetic. Um, Uh. But I think it takes, you know, these things and negotiations. I've been involved in some negotiation things in my life. It's always crazy until it gets done. You know, nothing matters except for the deal. So you got 11 days. It's kind of like it'll take a day, you know, for it to happen. And then it's over. So um, I don't get too hung up with the countdown uh, or listening to rumors here, rumors there, except for the one where the Blazers haven't spoken to Miami in a very in a real situation. Right. That part is interesting to me. Now, is their goal to come and have two offers and say to Miami right. what you got? Um, and what does that mean for Damian Lillard? Damian Lillard, based on what the NBA has said, um, cannot openly tell anyone anymore that he's right. not going to play for people because he'll get fined. It doesn't mean he'll play for people right. it's just because he won't say it. <laughs> he can't say he's not going to report to camp. But he could not record for It's report possible. But I mean, I've been told that he would.
0: He would He would show and do his due diligence do his due diligence, get paid, and just try and get out. Unless see, see I still think like if he went to I, the like if he went to Milwaukee, let's say he goes to Milwaukee, he walks in there and he sees Giannis. he goes, Oh my God, I've never played with anything remotely close to that monster. We can win this thing. Then I think maybe he smells a ring and I think he's like, All right, I can do this. Like I still think that could happen. But you are still running the rest. You have, you should clear it with him before you pull the trigger and make sure that he's going to come in there.
1: Oh, absolutely. No one's training for David Right.
0: Because if you do. That,
1: yeah. You're not trained for Damon Millard right. and hope he I brave. love when people
0: say, yeah, he's going to be professional. He's going to go out there, basically just be a good little boy and do what he's told." Yeah, but NBA players, if it's ever a sport where you can go out there and mail it in but still go 25 and 8, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's 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 the NBA. He can average 25 and 8 and be mailing it in and not necessarily playing winning basketball. That's the thing about the NBA. Like you say all the time, someone's got to score some points. Is it efficient points? Is it a fi- like? But if you're scoring 20. 25, are you being horribly lazy on defense and just giving up an extra 10 you shouldn't have? Do those eight assists come with two ridiculous turnovers that happen because you just don't care? Are you leading? Are you doing the little things? So he can go somewhere and put up numbers and still just not want to be there and be like, I want out and be an unhappy camper. And so I don't know why a team would want that. The other thing I want to point out is we're seeing, I've been saying this for, since day one, the age freaking matters, 33. And that contract matters. People try yeah. to pretend it didn't. But now you're seeing other people talk about it more and more about that contract is the albatross. What are they going to do when he's 36? That's a lot of money to be paying a 33-year-old. So that's being factored into this now more so as well, which I think is limiting what the Blazers can even get from other teams because other other teams see that too. And the Blazers' mindset is still, we're trading 28-year-old Damien, which is, you're not. So you're not going to get that value. So it's it's all
1: just annoying right now. Huh? But this is, of course, this is all this is all what happens in negotiation. You're trying – now you're a team that might be interested in Dame, You're going to play up as much as you can – Right, why he's less valuable, and that, yeah, and that—that's what they're gonna. And it's le, and but let's be when the team takes like Dame, that. and it, it's a real thing. But when a team takes Dame, they're suddenly Years gonna tell you left. how many yeah. that he's in great shape, he's gonna be great. And um, we've seen the Chris Pauls of the world, the LeBron James of the world. It's all part of the right. dance, right? But it's real. It's a lot of money for a thirty-three year old. There's a big difference between thirty-three and twenty-three. 10 years, as a matter of fact, and I don't even have a math degree. But, uh, you know, he's not – 28 is is like that's – you know, in the NFL, they say after 28, a running back is done. You know I mean? Like there, there's things that happen uh, for most athletes. Now, Dame has had a career where he did not get injured much. His knees have been good. His legs have been good. He had a midsection injury and, uh, you know, some foot stuff. Uh, but at 33, you worry. You know, you have to, Um, but you could trade that for a championship. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. It's not going to happen anymore because we got a point guard, but trust me, I would gladly take Damian Lillard for two years, win a title, and then suck for another four because we suck for 30 years. So like that's, but you gotta be a team, but but
0: you gotta be a team Um, that could actually win a championship with him. You can't be, yeah, that's just flipping a coin. Like otherwise you're, you're, I think you're wasting money and time. Yeah. Right. That's why there's, that's where
1: there's not that many teams and you need money. You got to have the space. You got to be able to make it work. You got to have assets. Um, And that's the problem is that this is not, um, we've talked about it. He's not Kevin Durant and he's not 27, 28 years old and his contracts as big as it can get, you know, like it's huge. So, um, but I still, I still don't – I'm not at this place where, like, oh, my God, it's never going to happen, whatever. Now, a day before camp, mm-hmm. I'll be in a different place because I don't think – bringing him back makes so little sense to me. Um, and all those people say, he's under contract, he's got to play. Okay, whatever. That's fine. You're not winning It. – you're like, what's – your point's to win a championship, right? Like, that's what it is. What are you going to do? You're, you have three point guards now. One's a 33-year-old all-star. One's a 25-year-old guy that you've been grooming to be the, the replacement that could play the two. And now you just <laughs> drafted a 19-year-old like to play the position. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what is the point of this? The point is what to try to get a better deal? At what point is it that's the best deal we have? And once we start playing? I mean, when you go into a season, you are now looking at multiple teams starting to play actual basketball. And some of the teams that thought they might need a point guard might go, uh, oh, you know, I think we're okay. You know, yes, there's a chance someone gets hurt. or they – Miami becomes more desperate. But what I don't – Miami's not a desperate organization. Like Pat Riley's – I mean, has any – it's Pat Riley. Like, come on. Like, stop. You're not going to scare Pat Riley into something. <laughs> Their coach is the best coach in the NBA. He's been coaching – the, the heat since he was eight you know like he's not he's not worried about his gig you know we're not looking at a desperate team here so it seems weird that Portland seems to be trying to play hardball with an organ like sit down talk about it and then either come out and say there's no way there's no fit for Miami sorry dame there's no fit what are we gonna do right. or make the trade I mean that's that to me seems like what you should do. Uh, because Miami's not gonna go. Oh my God, what are we gonna? Oh my God, I've never been in a situation like this. Or, what about my legacy? Pat Riley's like, yeah. Uh, let me hang my rings up on all these things. Like, let me count all my rings, yeah. and then I'll call you back. It just seems weird to be playing hardball with a. Uh, or they're not even playing hardball. From what you know, you're reporting is that they're not even playing ball with Miami. At all. They're
0: not playing ball with other teams that they're, they're, they're trying to negotiate. Yep. So here, here is. Okay. So I've made this point numerous times in the last few months. If Miami comes to the table with just a weak sauce, take it or leave it, you know, one of our young players and a couple of picks and Duncan Robinson and Lowry, then I'm like, no, you, you wouldn't take that. My, my whole thing has always been the starting base point would be three first and hero, and then figure it out from there. Because hero could be turned into another player or another first. Maybe some swaps were involved. One of the two young floors, maybe both of them, who knows, whatever. But you got to sort of iron that out. I just don't believe the Blazers are going to go out and find better than that from anywhere else. Now, if Miami has backed off of that now, because we're two months out of you know the window when this should have been done, probably in Las Vegas. If mine was like, okay, well, we're not even doing this now. We we think we can maybe keep Hero and give you something else because we don't think you can beat what originally was reportedly out there on the table anyway. So now we're gonna we're gonna lower the price. If you know if that happens, then maybe I can see where Crony was like, okay, now I'm getting a really bad offer, and I think I can at least do better than a a trimmed down version of what the original framework was with Miami. Then I can see where maybe you roll the dice going to the season. When I was on with Chris Maddox last week, he he thinks that the Blazers start the season with Dame, that things are going to shake up around the league and that there's going to be some teams out there who are going to decide they really want Dame and they're going to come with some massive offers. And I just – I don't – one, I don't buy that. Again, that's going to be better than what we just talked about with Miami. And two, you run the risk of Dame getting injured. And that's not like, a, oh, it's not going to happen. He got injured early last year. He hurt his calf, right? The year before it was the, uh, the abs, which he got, you know, repaired and that didn't bother him last year. But <clears throat> at his age with his mileage, it could be a hamstring, it could be <laughs> – a minor knee thing. It could be an ankle thing. It could be a calf thing again. It could be anything. So then if he's damaged goods, now now the value is even less because now he's 33 and a half. And then if you can't move him at the deadline, you go into next offseason, he's 34. Now you're screwed. Good luck trying to trade him at 34. That's just ridiculous. And anyone who's even interested in him is going to come at you really low ball. Could you just wasted everyone's time for a year. So the only reason I can see bringing him in this season is if the best thing you could get out there is just you know, two first and a mediocre player, I probably wouldn't do that. But if you sat down with Miami and actually went back and forth and negotiated, which I've been told hasn't happened, and people out of Miami have reported the exact same thing from, the heats, from their heat sources, that that has not happened. There has not been a, okay, we want this. Can we get that? Can we do this? Can we do that? That has not happened. And so for me, that's just a red flag because that's where you know he wants to go. And that's the team that expressed the most interest in getting him. So at least sit down and have those conversations. If they don't work out, then you can pull back and say, yeah, Miami's being ridiculous. And then you can leak out what they're being ridiculous about through your boy Woj, and then we can all react to it. But to me, if you don't sit down and at least have the conversations with Miami, you're doing a disservice to the franchise and you're doing a disservice to Dame. And I just think we're heading to the point where Dame is going to leave this situation having a lot of negativity toward the people who run the Blazers. And that, to me, shouldn't be worth it. Because the people running the Blazers are not more important than Damian Lillard, as far as I'm concerned, not in any way, shape, or form. Because at the end of the day, people are going to remember Damien Lillard more than they're going to remember anyone else working in that in that building who doesn't wear a uniform.
1: So you know how I feel about that. It's not worth a draft pick to not have Dame come back and celebrate his jersey in the rafters in the long term. Like I, I just if it's you guys the, – the franchise decided to wait to trade him and this is where they're at. My question in your scenario is – because mm-hmm. I'm all about risk-reward in life. Like that's how you weigh some things. Why would the Blazers play Damian Lillard if he's on the roster? Like why would he – what is your benefit?
0: To, the show, to show him that, the ball Damian and make someone go, oh my God, we got to
1: have him? I don't know.
0: I know. Exactly. But
1: there's tape. I mean I – See, I, I mean, I, what what is it, about, honestly, I, and I'm not, I, no sarcasm, nothing. I'm honestly asking, why would the Blazers, if you bring Damian Lillard back because you don't have the deal you want, okay, but why would you play him? When you need to play Scoot, you need to play um, Sharp, um, and if you still, you know, have Simons, you need to play Simons. like. And why would you risk you're not try- you're not winning a title with this team? Like you didn't well, do yeah, it not even a playing team. <laughs> like no. no I mean if Damien
0: came if Damien came back So why would you if Damien came you back with everyone, everything went perfectly, no one got injured, which we know is never gonna happen, then yeah they have a chance to be a playing team. But we know that's not gonna happen. Nurse gonna get hurt, Grant's gonna get hurt, Dan's gonna get hurt. And so I'm, just saying, I'm, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say If they kept him for the entire season, I'm saying could they be a playing team? If everything went perfectly, they could, but nothing's going to go perfectly. We all know that people are going to get injured and then they're going to have losing streaks because of those injuries. So, and you're, and you're, you have all the same problems you had last year. You got no depth. You got no veteran depth. You're small. You added some length. You added Moses Brown. He's seven foot great, but he's not exactly. He's not, he's not effective veteran length. He's just a big tall guy. No offense, Moses, but you don't move the needle in terms of making this team a playoff team with Dame in any way, shape, or form, I believe. So, yeah, you're right. You're not You're not going to win this year no matter how much you, you say you think you could because you're talent level. And if you play him, you risk injury. So, yeah, I, I mean, the scenario has been gross to me before that Dame could show up, get paid, but not play to stay home.
1: Yeah. Which has happened in the NBA. Right. Happened in the NBA Now, maybe before. they
0: say, well, we're not going to do that because – we want him around and we want to sell tickets
1: (laughs) to sell tickets. I don't know. But, but, But honestly, like if your goal is to eventually win a championship and you have this contract that you you're, you're going to move. If you wanted Damian Lillard to be on the team, you shouldn't have drafted a point guard. I mean, like, that's like a 19-year-old point guard. You're not going to – in the NBA, it's not the NFL where you let a guy play – sit the bench for four years and then you play him at the quarterback position, right? That's not what happens here. You play play them. And so I look at it of – why would you play him? I mean, like, what's he going to do? Wow, he's averaging 34. Like, Right. Yeah, we know. He's good. Like, you haven't improved. No one's like, my goodness, you know what? I just <laughs> realized Damian Little is a really, really good player, and he might be able to help us. No. So he can either get hurt or he, which it's never happened because he's always in great shape, but what if, what if he looks slow? And also, he's going to be playing with players that aren't that good. You know, like, and there's a chance you're going to ask him, To play the out of position when you bring Scoot in. Because if I'm the Blazers, if I play Damon, which I'm not, I wouldn't. I would say, we're going to pay you. You can use our facilities. Uh, Just wait. I would not move Scoot to the two. He's my future. So if you are going to play them together, you're going to ask him to go do something that he's not. I mean, he's one of the best, if not the best pick and roll point guard in the NBA. So, like, are you not going to let him do that? Like, because he doesn't have the ball? It's, I, dude, I, it's ass it's That's it's the part acidity. that gets me every time. Because he's
0: going he's gonna to play 32 minutes. That's 32 minutes you're taking away from Scoot and and Sharp that they could be playing in the backcourt. You're, you're just erasing those minutes for those guys. And for, for and for what to, reason? Like you said, showcase him. Why? He's been showcased for 11 years. We all know what he can do. You risk injury. What? So you can win a few extra games. You don't want to win any extra games. Winning extra – no matter how much they try and pretend like they want to win, this season is headed toward That'd be bad. another tank. I'm calling it right now. Post-All-Star break, guys will start having phantom injuries, just like the last two seasons. They will be well under 500, and they'll go into tank mode. So it, it, so games you win early because yeah, a game defense. are going to hurt you in the end. It might, I'll tell you a story. My Chicago Bulls, Miritich lit it up. 2017-18 season, Miritich went off and helped them win a bunch of games. Then they finally, because they were trying to showcase him to trade him, they didn't really, I don't think they ever traded him, but then at the end of the year, they ended up with the seventh pick and, and got Wendell Carter instead of having maybe the fifth pick or the third pick and maybe traded up to get Luka Doncic or maybe just ended up at number three. They just did everything wrong in terms of putting themselves in position to get the best player. So if you have Damian out there playing and he's winning games for you, you're hurting yourself in the back end because you're going to be in the lottery because this roster is not a winning roster. So, yeah, it, it makes no sense whatever, whatsoever. I would invite him to camp, let him train. I would not play him. I would not play him. i say, just go home and chill. And we're, we're trying to trade you. Go work out. And if I'm damn, I'm like, cool, as long as I'm getting my paycheck. Yeah, I would, well, I would. I would do that him. too. But I'm saying, if if you're if you're trying to hold out, no, I know. But if you're, yeah, I, <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, if like, you're trying to hold, up, if you're thing? trying like, to hold out for the so you get other people interested to come right. and get them. But then, are they trading for a rusty
1: player? Like the whole the whole thing is just passing on, man. I just I, and it doesn't. That's not that's not like that's not a winning. It's not a proven winning strategy, you know, for these things. I mean. Kevin Durant asked to be traded. He got traded. Like other people asked to be traded, they get traded. And now we'll see what James Harden. Right? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't this time. But he's been traded before. I do so. think Dan
0: gets traded by um, the deadline. Deadlines are very important thing in here. Mean, there's been no deadline, so there'll be a deadline coming up. If they don't trade him by the trade deadline, then then, then it's just it is beyond absurdity. Because now you're because now he's going to be 34, and if you there's no way you're going to get more form at 34 than you would have gotten right now. So if you don't at least move them by the trade deadline, then it's complete dysfunction junction. So, but at least there's a deadline there where they have to do something. And so they're going to hope that there's going to be other teams who are going to be like, man, if we add Dane, we can win the title. So they're going to come with a bunch of assets. So maybe that happens. If it does props to Cronin for pulling it off. But I just, I just believe that they sat down with Miami and worked things out. They could come out with an amicable deal now.
1: So now, Are you a team, if he's been sitting out for two months, do you think he could just show up and be awesome? I mean, that would worry me at 33 or 34. So I just, I don't think it goes that way. And I don't see what, I mean, the risk of him getting injured or looking, I don't see risk reward. I see no reward in playing Damian Lillard. All he'll do is prove what everyone already knows, which he's outstanding. That's best case scenario. He's awesome. Like he had been, which everyone thinks. Your worst-case scenario is he pulls – his Achilles tendon explodes. And now you can't trade him at all. Um, <laughs> but there's a million other bad things that can happen. You know, all in- – players get injured while playing. I mean, that's it. They get injured while practicing. I mean, even though you don't play him in games, guys get hurt in practice. He's still going to run. He's got to stay in shape. And the best way to, to, to get in basketball shape is not to not play basketball. You know, so – um, I don't think sitting him for you know two and a half months and then a team saying now we go get him and he's going to be you can't be in NBA basketball shape without playing NBA games. We know that because we see it every year. I mean, James Harden once came in like lost 40, crazy seven minutes. He was wearing was fat league, suit, you know? Wasn't he wearing wasn't he a fat Because <laughs> he
0: came here. He he lit, Oh my god! It was it was the it was the, uh, the the first yeah season after the bubble. He came here in an early game was like forty four and something and looked like. The round mound a rebound, and then like two weeks later, he was all you know runway models, veld. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Um. <laughs> anyway, okay. So look, I. At the end of the day, for me, I. I can I just tell you, Fentress's head oh God, is going to explode dude, with so, all this. He
1: can't. He, I'm he just, so done with all this. He can't understand I, I, it, it's, so he can't, no, he can't it's articulate just, it. It's
0: just dysfunction. It's ridiculousness. I, I, I roll my eyes at the entire thing. If I didn't cover the Blazers, this wasn't my job, I would not give a rat's ass about any of this. I would just look up every once so in a while, see what's going on, and just laugh at it and not laugh. I would have dropped my season tickets, which I did do, by the way. I dropped my season tickets. My two season ticket partners didn't want anything to do with this team, so they wanted out. Because they don't want to pay for this, because they know that the season, season's, the team, the team's going to stink, and they're overpaying for their tickets. So the tickets, the season tickets I had, if I ever want, well, I go to every game anyway. But if my family ever wanted to go to a game, I could get those same tickets for half the price that I would have paid for the season ticket. Because that's what happens with the Blazers when they're not winning. The ticket value just goes through through the bottom of the floor. Um, so it's it, the whole thing is just ludicrous to me, but. Here's one thing I just want to say again. I think I said this before. At the end of the day, the Blazers went into this thing thinking that they had complete control of the situation, that they could do whatever they want with Dame. They could build around him and keep him, or they can move on with Scoot and still keep him. Or if they're going to trade him, they could trade him anywhere. And they forgot that superstar players in this league have some leverage. They have some power. And Dame flexed his power, and then everything got screwed up from there. If Dame had just you know, not said anything about well, Miami or nothing. Maybe he was traded during you know summer league, but it got personal. It got contentious, and now we're just at a point where it's 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 careening toward this cliff, and the cliff is training camp. And having David tra- here's the other thing: you bring David to training camp. Aside from taking minutes from the guys you're trying to develop, you know the guy doesn't want to be there and doesn't believe in the team. He knows this team isn't any good, and he wants out. So why do you want? the most prominent player maybe in franchise history around this team that you're trying to start over with. When you know that guy basically looks around and says, I can't win with this crew. It's like, why would he want that in the in, at camp? Why do you want that at camp? Hey, let's bring the, let's bring the camp, the most powerful guy, probably in franchise history. And he doesn't want to play with you people, not individually as people, but he doesn't want to play for this team because he knows this team isn't any good. Why would you want that around? And Dan's like going to be great. I, I bet Dame would go in there I, and he'd mentor Scoot. That. He'd help the guys with the system. He'd be a pro. But you know he does not want to be there. He's there against his will. Why do you want that? And it's been made personal.
1: It just doesn't make any sense. So... I'm at a place right now that I'm not where you are because I still think a deal is going to get done before a training camp and that this I hope is you're just right. part of the noise. And this is what happens. Like, you know, like teams, you know, they they're doing everything they can to let people know we don't have to trade them because you don't want to be in a position to be desperate. Right. And, um, and also you want your fan base then, to believe that you are able to make the best deal possible. So whatever you're able to get, you're going to say, you know, we were able to get this or this. Um, and this is part of negotiations. Um, and they won some of this because they got the league to come up and say, you can't do this. So basically make Dame and his agent look bad. I mean, that's, you know. They made it personal. Um, they made it personal. Or get the fans. T- yeah. Yes, 100%. But the fans can, they can at least tell their fans who are saying, you know, you got to make them play for you. Like, oh, we did. We We made it clear. You know, we, you know, the league made it clear that if if we decide not to trade him, that he has to play for us. So it looks more yeah. like the Blazers' decision right. when they trade him. Um, I don't think it was worth it, but I'm just saying, like I'm at a place where the Blazers are doing what, uh, what they think they have to do. Um, Damian Lillard is being quiet right now. His agent is being more quiet. And to me, that means that they have some hope. You know that, that that something might get done, um, and I also believe these things happen quickly when they happen. So um, I'm if now if they go into training camp and Damon Lillard's on the roster, I'll probably punt and say, okay, well they got a they got a few days in training camp to make the deal, right? So my thing is if they're they're three days away from uh, the regular season and there still hasn't been a trade. I, I'm going to start sounding the alarm of like, what the heck are they doing? Um, all that matters is that he's traded before they play their first their first game. You know, like that before, to me before is before all the first that regular matters. season like, game. And the deep, the okay. de- yeah, because yeah. the deal is all that matters. That's all that matters. And no team's going to be worried that oh, Damian Lillard's you know no, wasn't in training camp. Well, he'll be well, he'll, he'll be he'll be it training he'll It be might training take game. a little time, but who cares? And they, it's, it's, you
0: know, basketball not football. I mean, he. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be able to figure out whatever offense the team runs
1: that. He'll go join, right? And whatever, you have yeah. you have 80 you know, you have 80 games to figure it out before the playoffs and any team that's going to trade for him is going to be thinking title. Well, yeah, so we hope. They, could we hope. And, they they can go for it. So
0: let me well. let me ask you um let me ask you another question. Um what if what if they trade him to a team that has no chance to contend? Truly contend? What if they did that?
1: Why would why would a team that can't
0: contend trade for? I agree. Roller? I don't see why a team would. I'm just saying that they're well, okay, but they wouldn't. the The teams out there in the rumor world that he could go to are teams that would not. They don't. They're not like a Boston or Milwaukee or Miami, where you say that team's an absolute contender. There's, there's some teams out there that it's like, mm, I mean, I guess they'd be a little bit better, but I don't know. I'm just saying, if they did that to Damien, <laughs> like, to me, that would just be the ultimate form of disrespect to do that to him. And whatever deal you got in that situation better be just absolutely amazing and way better than what was reportedly available from Miami. But I'm just saying, if if Portland did that to Damien Lillard, what do you think? That would mean to the relationship with Dame in this franchise.
1: So obviously it would be bad, <laughs> you know. Like I'm not gonna, but I just don't see it as a scenario. I mean, I don't see why any team that's not going to contend would trap would trade for a 34 year old point guard with the largest <laughs> contract, 33. But you know, he's not going to contend this year. Uh, a 33 year old point guard who has, you know a super, 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 super contract, you know, like, so why, because, okay why so here, you do so,
0: that? Oh, sorry, so, it makes so no I'm a Bulls fan, you. as you know. So let's say the Bulls said, okay, we overpaid for Levine. He's kind of regressed since we gave him that money. He's got questionable knees. We'll, we'd rather have Dame and his contract, because at least now we have a true point guard, than have Levine, and we can roll out Dame- Derozan and Nurkic or Vucevic, sorry, and we think that's going to be a better trio than what we have right now. Now I don't know if Portland would even want Zach Levine, but I'm just saying there's a situation where there's a team that has a star with a big contract, so you're going to end up with another star with a big contract, but one who actually fits what you need more because you need a point guard because Lonzo Ball's been out, and so you're like, okay, we'll just we'll take on Dame because it's not that much worse than what we have invested in Levine. That's the kind of situation where I'm like, again, I'm a Bulls fan, so, you know, I'm just spitballing here. That's where I could see where for that team, it's a wash almost. Not an age, but it doesn't matter because now you've got four years of Lillard instead of four
1: years of Levine. So my thing is this. The Bulls go to Dame Lillard and say, we're going to trade for you. Are you going to be happy? He's going to
0: say no because he's going he's to look and at that he and he say, well, yes we're, not, we're not going to contend.
1: Well, then, if he says no, then the Bulls don't make the trade. Why would the you know then I, the Bulls I, don't make the trade? I mean, you're you're expressing something to me that I do not think is a possibility. So you so can't I entertain I, it. I am reluctant to react to Right, I just can't. It doesn't make overall. I'm
0: with sense you either. in terms of. I, it's really you know we've been saying this for months. It's really really difficult to believe a team's going to do that. I'm just saying, let's say a team did step and say step up and say, okay, we we're willing to move Levine in this situation. Yeah, we know Dame's going to be unhappy, but. We'll try and figure it out, and maybe we'll try and trade Dame ourselves later. The point. The point is. The point God, so is. So the main point so is. That. Portland originally was saying they want to be able to send them wherever they want to send them. So if they do that and send them to another mediocre situation, how like how ultimately disrespectful would that be? Especially if they didn't really sit down with Miami and try and have a legitimate negotiation session with them to try and figure this out.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just like okay. I can't entertain it because I just don't see it. You know, I mean, I think that the the there's no no team in my opinion is going to trade for Damian Lillard just to trade him again. Cause it doesn't it it doesn't make a lot of sense. See the asset is difficult to move. That's why the Blazers are struggling to find a partner possibly Um, so why would you take that on? Why would you take a 33 year old, uh, if you're not ready to contend now, unless you really thought, and when I say contend, it it doesn't necessarily have to be this year alone. Right. I mean, like it's a two to three year window, right? So if you're the, if you were the bulls and you think with Damian Lillard and some young talent, you could be there, um, maybe, but then, but then you'd talk to Dame about that and you'd have to convince him. No team should take to trade for Damian Lillard if he doesn't want to play for you. That doesn't make any sense. Um, And the precedent in the NBA is as such that you don't do it. Like I can't think of a situation where someone got traded somewhere as a a veteran player with a huge contract who didn't want to go to that team. Like uh, now I've got plenty of precedent where they went and then decided they didn't like it and they wanted out, but not coming in. Um, okay, so then, that doesn't make sense. So you're, so you're saying that so if I he doesn't go to Miami, happening.
0: he's at least going to go to a contending situation,
1: or go to a place that Damian, which Lillard would have to be a okay contending with. situation. Now, what he's okay right, with, right, You would right. think based on what everything he said, right? But but does that team um, exist?
0: Because Damian Lillard has said he doesn't want to go anywhere else, <laughs>
1: right? So. <laughs> right like when i i just throw this out that this is there's nothing on this or whatever but like utah like is utah nope. a contending team with damon lillard no but he played college ball there in utah maybe he decides not he wants to go there i'm not saying yeah. i'm just i don't think it's going to happen i'm just saying there I, my my requirement for where Damian lillard will end up is starts with where Damian Lillard says Miami he's okay to go. The
0: mystery team, if he changes I, his mind.
1: Well, I, I'm just saying, like, these conversations of how did he get to where he is with Miami or bust, I don't know. And is this also uh, – could it be a, um, a ploy on their part where they really have three teams, but they're going to make, you know, the Blazers think there's only one until they – they get to a place where that it could so, somehow help them. I think he felt backed into a corner and a little ticked Ooh. off. And oh, that's Damien. why he said Miami or bust. Damien. I think he was like, okay, you told me all these things. You told me all these things. And you've always told me that when I want out, that you work with me. And maybe – he didn't feel that cooperation.
0: There's there's no there's so no doubt to he, say, he he didn't feel that cooperation. And so he he, he flexed. He flexed. And so once he felt he didn't feel then the cooperation. I had, flex, I had to flex too. I I I, I look. I'm a hundred percent behind what Dame's trying to do. Like, to, to me, the the franchise owes that guy, period. And I don't want to hear about the money. I, I hate it when people bring up the money. It's like the money is a, people act like people act like the Blazers did Damien a favor by giving him a bunch of money. Like they didn't have to. They just gave him a bunch of money. They did him. No. They gave him a bunch of money because he's earned the money. And that's how the contracts work. And, he, and he, well, he just
1: and not only that, you, you just made a you made a huge point. You're not buying season tickets and either are your two your your two partners. And for years, every single corporate deal that the Blazers made I don't want to say every single most of the corporate deals that the Blazers made over the last decade had a tie to Damian Lillard season ticket sales tied to Damian Lillard playoff money tied to Damian Lillard. So he, he earned the money and also um, they gave him the contract with a certain understanding conversations had, I mean, people and you're allowed to when you in everybody's job, it's your decision whether you work there or not. And sometimes you choose to work at a place and then the circumstances change and you decide right. you don't want to work there anymore. Now, in most people's world, you just go find another job that will pay you what you hope will pay you equally. That's not how this works. He's got a contract based on how this this is. So now um, in many jobs when and I've been in a situation where I've had a contract, uh, you can you can negotiate out, you know, and and get a new deal. He, that's kind of what he's trying to do here. He's negotiating out. He's saying, I would like to go somewhere else where they'll pay me all this money, and then you will not have to. And then you can take on other a- assets that might save you money to be where you want to be, which is a team that doesn't want Damian Lillard. I mean, that's the part that, that people are forgetting. They they drafted his replacement with a vision to have someone else play his position.
0: No, no, There's they were going to no play way anyone can convince me. Oh my God! Dane was, uh, once Dame uh, played with Scoot, play, he was going to realize I mean, how amazing Scoot was and want to stand. People
1: are freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that part doesn't make sense because that's not understanding an athlete's mentality. Who's one of the greatest, you know, players in the world? He doesn't think he should move to the two. And Scoot can't play so, the two. Yeah, all these things. Scoot's the again.
0: third best two. Th-
1: Scoot's the fifth best two guard on the team. <laughs> we don't even know what Scoot can do Sco- at the one in the NBA. I, I you know, he decent the, at the one
0: as a facilitator, so, but he can't play the two. He, he's just not, he's not,
1: yeah. I, I'm just saying he might, I, I, you know, my hope is he's great and that he breaks all of Damian Lillard's records for his pants of the seasons, and stuff, but, but anyway, there's, it's, no, of course he's 19, you know, Damian Lillard was, well, you know, I'm not, yeah, um, I'm not debating I'm his future potential. I'm talking about in
0: Dame's window, Scoot Henderson does nothing yeah. for Damian Lillard.
1: That's, because that's what you're saying. They drafted his, what? Right, other than move him in out game. of position. So, I, I, again, I'm going to keep coming down to all that matters is the deal, and all that matters is they make a deal before uh, the, the regular season starts, in my opinion. And I see no scenario where um, they should play Damian Lillard on this team. It The risk-reward doesn't make any sense to me. I do not see the reward of starting Damian Lillard and playing him 27 games – And hope the heck that he doesn't get hurt uh, at all, that he looks great. And also, oh, wait a minute. We're now going to limit minutes to our 20-year-old, our 19-year-old, and our 24-year-old that we believe is the future of the franchise. And also, you know, um, we'll make it very uncomfortable in a locker room no matter what. And it'll be uncomfortable for marketing people. I mean, there's other things here. Like, there's a whole bunch of people that work for the Blazers organization that need to sell season tickets. They need to sell corporate uh, partnerships, and it's really hard. No one's going to buy a Mm -hmm. deal with Damian Lillard yet, and if you're not showcasing Scoot yet or Shaden Sharp yet as the guy, or the, it's hard to make that deal. So um, they're just going to be putting a lot of people in awkward situations to be able to do their job, and I, I just don't see that. I see that as a huge mistake, but I don't think they've – they haven't made the mistake yet. Answer,
0: last thing before we roll. You're Portland on Miami. I come at you, I say three firsts, hero, figure out what to do with hero, uh, one of the young forwards, and a pick swap. You doing it? And and then salary matching. Duncan Robinson, Lowry, whatever.
1: You taking that? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I mean that's three first-round picks. I mean, and uh and a twenty-three-year-old, you know, really, really good player. And I just don't. The part about the fit, but but I, you're going to trade him though. But, but, but you trade I mean, like him. You're Tyler. able to
0: flip hero into another pick, or take hero in a pick and turn him into something else you want in a different position or whatever. But that's what that's sure. what Miami gives up. Would you do that for Damian Lillard?
1: I don't see and how to get better. That's the
0: next point. Can they do better than that elsewhere? And who, like, ideally, they'd get a legit starting young small forward, right? Because that's the biggest hole in the lineup right now. You'd get someone, yep. like, like you'd get the next, you get a Scotty Barnes from a Toronto maybe or something like that. But who's giving that up, right, for a disgruntled Dame who doesn't want to play for you? So how do you get there if that's your goal? The only way you get there is if you get some other assets and then make a trade for that guy if the team's willing to give him up for whatever assets you're bringing to him. And then Dame ends up in Miami and that team doesn't have to deal with a disgruntled Dame and you get what you specifically want. So for me, if I'm getting all of this from Miami, now I can go out with that and my own assets and start really trying to build around Scoot, Sharp, and Ant assuming Anne's still going to be here as opposed to try and like m- create all this drama and hope in, in hopes that I can actually do better than that. When can you, who's giving you, who's giving you more than that when Dame doesn't want to be there. That's why none of this makes sense.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not the hero thing. I'm not just not, I'm just not hung up on having to trade him right away. I mean, you're not good. You're trying to go play for the lottery anyway. He's 23 years old. So you play a little small here. You, like you're so worried about trying to play, you know, saying you could play Dame out of position. Well, why can't I play sharp out of position? Let him play some three with hero at the two and, you know, play, a, you play that small lineup as a Blazers organization. So many times the he's, and then you right. show the argument him would be that, well,
0: it's going to be hard for us to move Hero down the line because of his contract and because of blah, 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 blah. Sure, blah, if
1: blah. you can move him now, move him now. But his contract's done. And by the way, everyone complains about his contract. The new contracts <laughs> are a lot more than that for guys that are, you know, not as good. You remember when Ant you know, had a, quote, unquote, good.
0: such a bad contract? Remember that? And, and then right, Dylan Brooks gets 20 million, Let well, Twenty million less in his overall deal than Ant. Well, Ant to me is worth way more than that over Dylan Brooks. And then Van Vliet gets well, and, forty-three million a year, shooting under forty percent. But but you yes. got Ant at twenty-five a year. Yeah, I mean, come on. It, these things change overnight in terms of what's quote unquote a
1: bad contract. You just played. You just played Grant thirty through, a year, right? You know, for five a year. lot, a lot of money. And when you look at the stats between Hero and Grant, no. they're not far apart. You know what I mean? Like, and one's younger and obviously Grant's taller and can match up defensively, but it's just not, it's not a ridiculously bad contract in my mind. Um, He's a really good player and he's 23 and he's already, and he can potentially get better. Um, And he's a movable asset in my opinion. Next year and the year after. And I just don't understand. Like, you act like you're, you need to have your team together right now. Like, what are you talking about? Your center's Yusuf Nurkic. Be quiet. Like, (laughs) this is not your team. Like, you're not like, oh, we need to match up position. We need the perfect five players right now. Like, stop. I mean, this is not where you are as a franchise. You're at, you're going to start a 19 year old point guard, you're going to start a 20 year old two guard. What's the worst? That's six, five or whatever you play small and you can play big and lose, you know, uh, uh, 55 games. You could play small and lose 55 games. It doesn't much matter and get your, get your three or your five in next year's lottery. And then worry about having too many young players that have decent contracts that people want. Like I'm just not hung up on the, Oh my God, heroes. Well, you know, that's a ridiculous thing. The Blazers would even think about because they don't need the two. Yeah, that spot. Gotcha. I'm like, But yeah. here's the
0: thing, though, too. I, just for the record, I think Ant's going to start at the one of the two. And, and, and Scoot Henderson is not beating out Anthony Simons. If they decide to start Scoot, it's going to be because they just want to start Scoot. He's not beating out Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons is going to light him up in practice. Yeah, well. The, Anthony Simons is so – he's so far ahead of him offensively. It's not even close. Save, save it for not even for training camp. Save this for training and Scoot's can. got a lot to learn before he's going <laughs> to be able to beat out someone like Ant. I've watched Ant carry that team against nba teams and Skew didn't do that for his g-league team anyway all right we're done here man we done with this nonsense so we're about to crack these back up camp's coming up we're about to do these more often ladies and gentlemen so we'll be back with more scuttlebutt about this roster about this team about this franchise about damian lillard as he moves forward but that's it for today um, thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus Podcast. Please click that subscribe button and give us a positive rating. We would appreciate it, and we'll be back soon.